Thanks for joining us for our conversation this week. I'm Amy Tokas, co-host of Your Real, Your Ideal with Sandy Lane. Raise your hand if you've ever screwed up. Yep, me too. This episode, Sandy and I discuss how to apologize and what happens when we don't take accountability for our mess ups, either through ignoring them, doubling down, or apologizing with justification of why we did what we did. Always keeping it real. Thanks for listening to Your Real, Your Ideal. Enjoy the conversation. Good morning, Sandy. Morning, Amy. How is the weather in Colorado? It's starting to turn here in Omaha. I was happy I bought my new REI jacket, my new puffer jacket for winter hiking because I sure needed it yesterday. I was walking the dog and I had gale force winds with a dusting of flurries and yeah, first flurries here. But um, as my skiing husband would say, keep that base going up in the mountains. So God, that's exciting. I guess. I don't know. It wasn't exciting walking the dog, but that's okay. We take every day for what it is. How about you? Right. I heard uh, it was warm on Saturday, right? I yes. We were, in the, we were in the eighties on Saturday and Sunday, 88 yesterday uh, on Sunday. This morning it is in the fifties and raining. Yes. We're right at 50 degrees right now with rain. So it's, it's changed overnight. Typical Omaha weather or a lot of different places. Mine changed too pretty quickly, but we went cold. It's been colder. Right. It's been colder. Yeah. It's that time of the year where we're just thankful for the nice days now because we know winter's coming. Um, Okay. So today we are going to talk about screwing up. And when we, I love how we just say it bluntly. We all screw up. I'm just going to say that. Right. Right. I don't know anybody who's never screwed up. I'm very suspicious of people who don't ever acknowledge screwing up. Right. Because it's like, "Mm, something is wrong with that because we do all screw up in little ways and big ways. And sometimes in between. Right. So you asked me to listen to a podcast over the weekend and I did. And it was Melissa McCartney talking McCarthy, McCartney. McCarthy. I think it's McCarthy. McCarthy I'll talking. Hold on. About, um, McCarthy. She was, McCarthy. Okay. She was on the um, We Can Do Hard Things podcast, which is just one of my favorite podcasts. I love listening to them. So shout out to them and what they're bringing to the conversation because they've got great topics. Mm-hmm. For the listeners, it was the October 10th, uh, Melissa McCartney, McCarthy, we're going to get this right, Sex, Nuns, and Ghosts, uh, but it, it was October 10th podcast, and the whole thing is good, but this one, this part resonated with me because I was thinking back to our episode on Stop Apologizing, and I my comment to Amy was, wow, it's the opposite, you know, we do need to stop apologizing, but then we have to own it when we do screw up. Right. Yes. Yes. And how do you do a good apology? Right. And make it so it's effective. And uh, yes. So there were some really good nuggets in there. What was the thing that resonated with you about making a good apology? That you should not have 10 asterisks attached to it. (laughs) Same. They They said it a lot of different ways, but when they said it that way, when you give an apology, you know, 
own it, but don't give excuses. And I think it was actually Glennon who said a real apology, one that people will accept or see as authentic doesn't have 10 asterisks, but I would have done otherwise if that person didn't say that first. Well, under better circumstances, if I would have known more facts. So I love the ease of reminder of don't attach asterisks to your apology. Apologize. I screwed up. Own it. Yes. Own it. And what the same thing resonated with me, Sandy. And what I thought about was they said the recipients of the apology will latch on to all of your justifications. Bingo. And that's the stuff they'll start. Um, they'll start attacking, you know, so they, they miss the, I'm sorry, because it doesn't feel authentic because you've justified why you did what you did. And then that justification becomes what the conversation's about instead of the apology. And, and so many, they, they brought up too, they used, a, it was actually mm -hmm. Melissa who used the example of, gosh, wouldn't we just all fall over if a politician said, God, I screwed that up. I couldn't have screwed that up worse and just stopped there because there's a reason people are hired to be spin doctors, right? And to change the narrative because in a lot of leadership, whether it be leadership of businesses, people in leadership positions are, are prone and groomed to say, Here's how you spin. That's the word. Here's how you spin things so you don't look bad. So the the emphasis is more on not looking bad than being honest and being real, right? And so right. that's what we see every day is the spin, right? And this whole thing about no asterisks, apologizing, making it complete is don't think about the spin. Don't think about the reaction. Don't think about how you want people to think, how you want them to, because some people aren't going to accept it. An apology that is authentic is purely an apology with no asterisks. It's don't think about the spin. And we're so inclined to think about the spin. How are people going to react? How am I going to say something in anticipation of how they're going to react? Mm -hmm. you know, what, what things do I need to tell them so they understand why I screwed up and justify right why it happened? And we all do it, right? We all do it. We Maybe we try not to do it. We don't do it all the time. But I feel like that's the natural, natural reaction to an apology. Yes. And how can I, how can I acknowledge that I screwed up and try to make myself not look that bad? Right. I think that's what people are trying to protect themselves from a reaction from the, the, the space of I screwed up and this is what I did wrong. And they're hoping by justifying and making themselves look a little bit better. And the reasons why that people will be softer on them. Right. Just, you know, but I don't think that's what happens. I think what people do is like, they did this wrong and now they're justifying it. Mm -hmm. That's what most people say, you know, or think of, I don't feel like you are really authentically apologizing because now you've lined up all the reasons why you did that. 
which is kind of back to spinning it. So the conversation moves yeah. to the reasons and not the apology. Yeah. Yeah. It's the crazy. recipient. We get sick of that too. It might be easier as the person making the apology, but just saying I screwed up and we're using examples of politicians, of leaders of, you know, thinking oh. workforce, but I'm telling you just with my spouse or with my kids, it's very much a normal, I want them to understand why, right? And how much more effective it is or to end the conversation by saying, oh my gosh, no matter how big or small and saying, oh, I was wrong on that. But but right. how often do we want to say I was wrong, but I was right about this piece of it. <laughs> you know, I'm not completely wrong. <laughs> right, I'm not completely wrong. What was it? Oh, I was fighting with it. This is silly, but it's so funny. I was, uh, I'm, I love to get all my circles on my Apple watch and uh -huh. I like the one about getting up. I always start right away in the morning and make sure I get up and I'm walking around and I was reading and I was here, I'm walking around the house and I'm getting mad. I'm like, it is not registering my time. What is the matter? You know, he's the tech guy to my husband. What is the matter with my Apple watch? And why is this not working? I'm just not even going to track these circles anymore. This is way too much work and it's not even tracking. And for whatever reason, like I'm reading my book and I got to thinking, it's like, well, that's because I got up at two minutes after seven, not at 6.59. So I was trying to get this at 7.58, same hour. And I could have said nothing. I could have, but it, I honestly think that he... He appreciated me owning something, not hiding from it. Cause I was really kind of being a baby about it. And I <laughs> said, guess what? I was wrong. My Apple watch was, was right. I was wrong. I, I actually had gotten up already and walked. It was the silliest thing, but he said, well, good for you for owning that one. And yeah. <laughs> I think it's part of showing being human, you know, back oh. to your point very early on about we all make mistakes I think it's good to acknowledge screwing up, especially by the people we're with, because we're giving them grace to do the same. And it yeah. takes the drama, the spin, unnecessary. It's just an acknowledgement that we screw up and yeah. it gives other people grace to do the same. Yes. We're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. One of the things that we talked about, I went back and listened to our Stop Apologizing podcast from fall of 2020. It was actually yes. right around this time. Okay. Because, uh, we had the elections had just opened or closed. We right. had just had 2020 elections and we were discussing that. So it was November. It was right after the elections, um, early November of 2020. And one of the things that we were talking about was um, what justifies an apology? Cause a lot of times we apologize for feelings mm -hmm. and we apologize for opinions and feelings. And oh, sorry. Go ahead. Feelings and opinions aren't wrong. That's what. And so paying attention to what you're apologizing for and apologizing for the right things, not mm -hmm. things that you actually didn't do wrong. And, you know, looking back, that was one of, one of the top, probably three podcasts where I felt like it elicited a lot of reaction, especially from women saying, oh my gosh, I apologize all the time. I've got to stop apologizing. And it, it struck, it struck a chord. 
you know, I felt like that conversation really struck a chord that we do. And gender wise, women tend to apologize more. And I think another reason, Amy, is we, we, we should not apologize for our feelings and our opinions, but also sometimes we do that because we want to make everybody feel better. If we apologize, we apologize because maybe there's a discomfort in the room, right? There's somebody's not happy with something, but back to real versus nice. I think that ties in as well. Part of feeling uncomfortable is because maybe we're being real and not nice. And the knee jerk reaction shouldn't be to apologize and try to make feelings, opinions of us and others go away. Right. 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 Now there is a piece where you have this feeling and your reaction to that feeling is not kind. And then you're lashing out and that might need an apology. Right. But, but don't apologize for the feelings because your feelings aren't wrong. And to that point, don't, don't expect other people to apologize for their feelings because right. their feelings aren't wrong. Whether you intended to do something, when you do something that hurts someone's feelings, which we all do, if you intended to do it, or if you didn't intend to do it, either way, it warrants an apology because if they felt something, whether a lot of times we don't intend to create those feelings, but there is something that has happened that we hurt their feelings and that does warrant an apology. Mm -hmm. It it does without justification. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's being aware and not making an apology. It goes both ways. And that's why this was an interesting topic because our conversation and choosing this topic is, wow, that we're going all the way from stop apologizing to own it when you do it. Right. <laughs> but it's not an opposite. It's a compliment. They complement each other. It's, it's recognizing when an apology is justified and how to best do it to make it authentic, to make sure it's authentic. Yes. Yes. Which is owning it. Mm -hmm. Own it. And don't justify why. Um, one thing I've heard before is when you say, oh, that just makes me feel yucky. And the other person, or some other feeling, and the person you're saying it to says, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> it's not, it's not, I'm sorry I made you right. feel that way. It's, I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. And it, it, it puts it back on the person. That's a spin. Yeah. That's a spin using a word that you're like kind of confused. Okay. Wait, it's apologizing. So that's a good thing. But is that right? <laughs> right. You know, Amy, one thing that resonated with me too, that they talked about. Um, and that is, this was actually, I think this was Abby who said, you know, so many people want to duck and cover. Nobody will notice what I did. So we're talking about when we do communicate, how to communicate, no asterisks, how to own it. Well, doing nothing is not saying I screwed up, okay? And I think that is what happens a lot of times. What can I do to make this issue go away? Because it's so much easier to duck and cover 
than to say something. And I'll, I'll use an example. And I think this is something that most people could associate with. It's in a relationship. I had, oh gosh, I tell you maybe 20 years ago at, at this point, there was someone I worked very closely with. She had worked with me. Then she it was more of a consulting relationship. And we both worked on the same client. And at the time, um, and I'm going to give you an example of where I feel like I did something right. Because keep in mind, I've done it wrong many a times. But this client, uh, they wanted to fire the other person. And they made up all, they said all these reasons. They did everything bad, blah, blah, blah. And I never had a conversation with her. They fired her. And um, I kind of believed everything they said. I didn't. You know, so, so here's the thing. I could have had a whole litany of excuses on how I handled it. But at the end of the day, I should have had a conversation with her. It What came out of it was they ended up, this is the same person. There was one person. They ended up firing like 10 more people. And eventually I was one of them too, right? And I quickly figured out that the issue wasn't the lady who left. The issue was the business owner. And yeah. I could have ducked and covered. You know, it had been five years at that point since she and I had had to ran into each other, knew each other. I could have ducked and covered. I could have done nothing. And I chose when it happened, I thought, you know what? I was wrong. I, I should have talked to her. I should have let her had a conversation. I shouldn't have just believed what was said. And when I, I sent her an email and said, I just basically put out the olive branch and I bet it was no more than three sentences. And I just said, I just want to tell you I was wrong. And I should have talked to you. I handled it the wrong way. I appreciate all the time that we had spent working together. And I, you know, whatever. I, what, I, I look up to you as a professional. And I will tell you, that opened up. I didn't say, oh my God, she was a, the owner was a freak show. She was a liar. I mean, there were 20 different asterisks I could have added to that. And I kept it short and sweet. And I, we really never had a conversation about it. We went to lunch and we worked together and we're friends to this day. But, you know, to me, that's, I think of that as the example of, I could have ducked and covered. I could have done the asterisks. I could have, it would have been easy for me to spin it, but I didn't. And what I got out of it was a much more fulfilling relationship. And I got to tell you, Amy, I remember this because I knew it was a right way to handle it. And I was kind of proud of myself for doing that. I use that as a reminder when I want to duck and cover, add the asterisks and ignore a situation because a lot of good can come out of being authentic and reaching out when things go bad, after things have gone bad. Sandy, that's a great story. I think that that coming around. So when did it, how long was it before you sent the email? I tell you five years, three to five, it was years. Yeah. maybe three years, but it was years before I yeah. sent the email. And, and we didn't, I just had not run into her. Wasn't quite sure it was good, but when it happened to me, I thought about her and I thought rather than focusing on this was a woman, but she's crazy, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad I reflected and said, cause the past is past. So it'd be easy to go back and not remember, but the past is good for us to change the future. Right. And at a minimum, if she never answered me, she deserved an apology. And, right. and I knew that I'll tell you when I sent the email too, I thought 
I'm not doing this because I want her to tweet about it. And I'm not going to tell 10 people to make, because that's about me. She right. deserves an apology from me. And I, I was also, one thing about giving an apology too, is you cannot control who accepts it. And if you're going to give an authentic apology, you have to know that you have given the apology, it's authentic, but it's not up to you. And your motivation should not be the acceptance. So I feel better. Right. Exactly. It's not about you. It's something you're giving, not receiving a gift. It's well, I don't want to say it's a gift because, Oh, I'm doing this. That's about me too, but it's yeah. something you're giving, leave it at giving. It's something you're giving and you want With no expectations, With no expectations of receiving anything in exchange. I think that's great. I would. So my son just had a situation with one of his roommates mm -hmm. and um, we were just going through this whole conversation about how to apologize. You know, he screwed up. He knows he screwed up. And it was this whole thing of, okay, you have to apologize and don't justify. And you can't let this get worse because the longer it sits, the more it festers. And it eats at you, it disintegrates relationships. It just, which I think is probably the biggest thing about that duck and cover. Mm -hmm. You're avoiding this pain that is small right now, but that that is gonna grow over time. If it sits, it usually gets bigger and bigger unless, um, unless like what you did was nice because you're like, all right, I'm just owning it. But a lot of times when it sits, we come up with more justifications of why we weren't wrong. And we change the narrative of the story because again, the worst, the worst way to convict a crime is based off of the witnesses and they could pass a lie detector because we keep changing the narrative and it becomes real in our minds too. Yeah. And it really doesn't make you feel better at the end of the day, does it? No, no. Avoiding it still eats at you. At least it does me. Mm -hmm. I think if we, if, if you have a conscience at all, you know, you did wrong. And if you're just ignoring it, it just stays with you for right. until you acknowledge it and apologize and fix it. If you can fix it. So did you, did you, did it work with your son? Was he able to do that? That's hard to do with teenagers. It's hard to do as us yeah. as adults, but it's very difficult for them. I, I, I've had the same conversation with my kids and sometimes it's been forced and they feel better when it's done, but they were at an age where I knew I was kind of, you know, do yeah. it else. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's kind of what this one turned into. It was like, you need to do this. You gotta, you've got to nip this one. You got to get this off your mind because he was um, upset about it. And so he did, he did it. Um, did he feel better after he did it? Um, I think so. He's projecting that he feels better, but there's a lot of other stuff going on right. too, that things are going better for him right now. So it could be all that stuff too, but I think he's, he's in a better place and that's probably part of it. So this word, um, one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast was the word, but, and with one with one T, yes. <laughs> Not a booty, but but the 
I, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, but, and this word shifts everything that you've said. And I read one time that you use the word, but, and that negates everything that you said at the beginning. So you could say, I'm sorry, but that's a uh, great point. Yeah. Or you can say it's sunny outside, but it's getting ready to rain. And it kind of negates what before, <laughs> and it's like, oh, so let's focus on this end piece and forget about whatever you said before that. And um, I that has stayed with me for so long because um, I'm very careful now when I say that word, but because I know that it's negating everything I said before, and so I have to be really intentional when I do it. Amy, I love that tidbit. I needed that advice. I'm going to pay attention how often I'm going to stop myself with, but because I, I really have to focus on less is more sometimes and explanations. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to track it and see how often I want to throw the good old butt in there. You know, it would be really a cool thing because there is something else I'm saying that I need to track and I need to stop saying it is, um, but, but, <laughs> but, um, if our, but our, if our phones would, um, speaking of our phones would, the ducks are my phone. Sorry. That's my ringer. Um, it's cute. If our phones would count you know how our watches count how many times we stand up, but if we could say, Hey, Siri, will you count how many times I say, Oh, oh now Siri's coming on. <laughs> She's going to do it, Amy. Oh, Amy. Siri <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> so, but that would be a, uh, because one of the things that I do unintentionally is I lived in the South. And when I grew up, we used to say y'all all the time. That's, that's what they say in the South. When we're grouping people together, we say y'all. And I moved to Kansas city in my teenage and my high school years. And, and I switched from y'all because it, people made fun of me. So I switched it to you guys. And now I'll be in a room full of women and I'm saying, okay, you guys, what do you want to do? Or I'm with you know a mixed group and I'm saying you guys, and somebody's like, Amy, there's not a bunch of guys here. You need to fix this. Guys, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, now this is an issue. I was like, oh, I hadn't even realized that this is coming across. So anyway, you know, it's all trying to be inclusive. Huh. Well, so one, things one we need little... to do. If Suri would count. Suri should. We can get her to do that. So one, one little thing, and I know we're running out of time, but I have a little um, acronym that I use. In the podcast, the next piece that they talk about after I screw up is what do you do and how do you handle people? Because that's that's you, right? Like we can all control what we do. What do you do about the people in your lives that don't follow this, don't want to better this? And Melissa was good because she talked about there's some people that are in your inner circle, you know, depends on how close they are. And I have something that I've developed back to this kind of goes back to our podcast. I don't work with assholes, uh, especially the people you have control, not your 
kids or your brother or what have you, there's conversations that are worthy there, but how do you know basically when to run and hide, right? Or who to stay away from? And I've got a little um, acronym and it's called ANA. And I would tell you, this is how you remember it. It's the fancy word for ass. And what that means is if somebody has arrogance, ignorance, and no accountability, run and hide. Though I mean, it is the perfect storm of those three things. If, you know, and I'm telling you the no accountability, which is back to what we're talking about here, there could be ignorance in their words, there could be arrogance, you know, but it's the no accountability and not being able to own it. That is just, it is the path to just destruction of either an organization, of a group, of relationships. And I have never seen that combination come to any good resolve other than uh, a lot of heartache. So watch out for the ANA. The ANA. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. That's a very good acronym. That's good advice too. All right, Sandy. So let's kind of wrap up. What's the real in this situation and what's the ideal? Let's start with the ideal. Apologies are great. Authentic apologies are great in the right place. Um, and the right time. And the right time. They're healing. Yeah. They're motivating. They, you know, you feel better when you do it because it, it, we all make mistakes, right? It's uh, owning it when we do. Yeah, I think they're therapeutic, honestly. And wouldn't we be a better world if everybody just said, I screwed up when they screwed up? Wouldn't we save a lot of time that we could spend right. on the positive things? Right. And don't double down. Because I've seen, well, I think of our former president and the hurricane was coming and he had talked about Alabama. And so he drew the hurricane cone to hit where he had talked about. He doubled down on it instead of saying, oh, I made a mistake. And so then it made it into this great big mm -hmm. thing instead of just saying, oh, I, I mentioned the wrong city. And I made a mistake <laughs> just to own up to it instead of doubling down. And to pick on, yeah. to pick on other presidents, we'll keep going back. I never yeah. had sex with that woman. It was like the play on right. words. Right. And then I don't think he ever right. really owned that. Did he like, it kept getting into, it was his own hurricane. It was, I didn't, but he used a play on words, which I can't remember. I never, yeah. had, but he never owned it. I mean, he just either ignored it. He would duck and hide. And it's just like, what the hell? Like from the very right. beginning, look what that all created. Right. It happens exactly. all the time. Yes. Own it. Own oh. it. Thankfully we're not in the public eye. So we don't have to, it's usually just relationships, which right. is important too. So that's the ideal is owning it. The real is sometimes that's hard because hard because of our emotions and our feelings and we don't want to hurt people more and we don't want to point out that we did wrong because maybe they didn't notice. And so sometimes it's hard, but it's better in the end. And the real too is we go by a lot of philosophies like let sleeping dogs lie. The past is the past. And it's really easy to tell ourselves 
it's the past. Every mistake we make is going to be in the past. We don't make a future mistake, right? So (laughs) if you're going to own something, it's always going to be in the past. And it's so easy to tell ourselves, let it go um, when that's not the best thing to do. Right. Right. Well said. All right. Thank you, Sandy. This was a great conversation. I've screwed up. You've screwed up. We've all raise screwed raising up. Raising hand. I screwed up. I, I screwed didn't up. Say but. I didn't say but. <laughs> and I still like you, even though you screwed up. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. Sandy. And I'm not going to apologize. No, I am going to apologize. Just kidding. <laughs> bye, bye, Amy. Bye.